I edit a lot out. I make her silence is somewhat smaller. I, he, I he, noticed that. He's so uncomfortable <laughs> I, with my I, long I noticed, silences. I noticed that. He always has been. I, I know. And God. he married a therapist. Oh like, that's what we do. Yeah, I, I was like, wow, that's a lot shorter than I thought. I thought <laughs> oh, he's, 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 I finally figured it out, but it's really good. Like, it makes it sound like I think a lot faster than I do. Yeah. And see, I hate silence. <laughs> so you're just going to. So that's why I'm like, um, I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, welcome to My Racist Friend, a podcast about the messy parts of relationships that help us grow together. I'm Don Griffin, and of course, I'm joined, as always, by Amy McKees. Howdy. Howdy. Howdy, yeah. You sound up and at them, especially for a, a, a podcast called My Racist Friend. <laughs> People have asked me, who's the racist one? Well, it's me, right? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Tell them, it, it's, it's, it's part I, I, okay. of the song that we like, right? Right, yeah, it's the They Might Be Giant song, but I'm definitely not the racist friend in that song, because I don't do the stuff that they're describing. Well, it's funny, I'm the black one, but there's some people out there that find me to be the racist friend. <laughs> this, I've been thinking about that a lot Okay. since last week, actually. I've been thinking about the balance that you have to walk to be who you are. You are connected with lots of, well, lots of different people with lots of different ideas. Oh, me personally. You, yes. I thought we were talking about just people in general, how well, we all have to walk this balance. People in general do, too. Okay. So there's this concept in relational cultural theory. Have I talked about the paradox of, the relational paradox? I'm sure you have. It, but please tell us again. <laughs> all right. The central relational paradox is the idea that we all want relationships, right? We know that we need relationships in order to survive. Like there's, read the ACE adverse childhood experiences research and see how important relationships are. And we know this on some level. So we're afraid of losing the relationships that we have. Or maybe we've got some ideas in our head that we're not really worth relationships or we don't really deserve relationships. And so we hide parts of ourselves mm -hmm. because we have this underlying story that if they only knew, like if they only knew how racist I really am, <laughs> okay, they would not be my friend. Or if they only knew, um, oh, I've got a, a long list of them, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to put them out. On the podcast. I get it. But that wasn't even really where I was going with the stuff about you. It was just that you've got friends all over and that you're a bridge maker. I think of you as someone who connects people. Hmm. Do you think that? I try. I see a lot of good people out there. So, and and uh, my wife is actually really good at putting people. 
you're incredible at putting people together. I do like to find people you for people. You find people for people. And I found your name out there so many times. And then one day we saw each other. I think it was at, I think it was at. It was at University Elementary School for I a, think so. like yes. a kindergarten open house or something. That's right. That's right. That was next. Oh God, that's been a long time ago. Yeah. And and I I put the two and two together. I'm like, man, she's been <laughs> connecting all these people with me all these years, and I didn't even know it. Yeah. So, and I sold the, your house. Remember? I yes, I remember that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I called you and I asked if you remembered my locker from school, and then you laughed and said, "Yes." Uh-huh. And I said, "I would like you to sell my house." <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Now I get it. Was your locker really messy at the time? Uh, yes. Okay. Oh my God. I'm sorry. It's fair to say that I, yes, my locker was very now. messy. Oh, you're so funny. I had two teachers toss my desk upside down what? when I was in elementary school. Oh, that's horrid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have... I have teachers that I was fond of back then. Yeah. But then later on, as an adult, I'm like, wow, that was unbelievably uncalled for. What yeah. happened to me? You know? Like, I don't know if you see that, if you if that's happened to you. No? Not really. Okay. Yeah, I can't think of any. Okay, well... I remember one teacher that I loved. He was my social studies teacher in middle school. Okay. He's still around. I've heard that. Yeah, so hopefully he's not listening to our podcast. <laughs> there was a bachelor middle school. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so we had our social studies class, and then outside of the social studies class was a uh, a bunch of plants that had been left over for many, many, many years. And so it was like this forest out there Mm -hmm. and uh and you know and i really liked the guy because he'd say we joke around with each other and and i got a pluses in his class he'd Mm -hmm. give me a pluses and we can check this you know transcripts are still around so you know i don't think they are yeah i got i'll keep maybe you have yours maybe i have (laughs) so uh he had this thing that when i got a question wrong in class, you know, uh-huh. when you raise your hand, he'd say, he'd yell, Donald, go to the jungle. Oh, my and God. And I would be like, but he said, I don't care. Go to the jungle. And the, and the whole class would just laugh. They thought it was so funny. And I'd have to go and sit out in the plants. Holy going crap. Going to the jungle. Oh, my God. And then after it was over, he'd say, Don, I really like you. You're such a great guy. You know, uh, uh, you just you just handle like you handle the joke so well. And and yet you just uh, really, you, you know, you just really you're just so you're just like really mature for your age. In that you didn't like flip out and punch him in the throat, exactly. like a big throat punch. And I just and I and, you know, and the thing is, I never told my parents about it. Because I just thought I'm I'm a I'm a eighth grader and I thought, hey, that's cool that the teacher 
really likes me, but yet he was actually using me as the butt of his jokes. Of, of his, his racist, racist jokes. jokes. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. It kind of is, isn't it? And that's an example that you still had to be like the good guy that understood a joke to do that. Yeah. And you know what? I, this is the first time I've ever said that. And I've seen this man at uh, in church. Um, oh, God. Seen him at funerals. I even showed his house two weeks ago. His house is listed, and I showed I showed his house that I realized, it, it, and it came, it all came flooding back, back like, oh my God, this is Mr. The Jungle Guy. Yeah, that's awful. It is a little awful, isn't it? Yeah. Now that I now that I speak it out, uh, actually say it. Yeah. Yeah. So I had teachers that didn't like me, but. They probably had some pretty good reasons. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you, were, you know, like, maybe they tripped on stuff that was sitting outside my locker. You were a joy. You were <laughs> a joy. Oh. You also had a lot of teachers that liked you. I did. Yeah, yeah. I, we went to high school together, so I know. Yeah, yeah she, were, she was very mature for her age. She was awesome. <laughs> Connecting people back then. I did like to think of myself as someone you who could, like, were, fit in anywhere. Yes. I think you got me my first prom date. Oh, I loved getting prom dates for people. <laughs> yeah, I was a sophomore, <laughs> and I went, and you got me and Nicole Aspa ah, to go yes. to prom together. And then we had the party at my house. We had the work. party at your house, which yeah. was awesome. And I got in trouble because I, I wasn't, uh, you know, I was a sophomore, and I didn't come home until 11 the next day. Because wow. remember, we all went out to the lake to see the sunset. So, yeah, the sunrise. Sunrise, that's right. We did, because that was my favorite thing to do. Yes, I remember. Yeah. And I got in much trouble for it, but that's okay. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> and we're still friends to this day. And we're day. still friends. And I think that might have been the first one I had ever actually looked at. And it was really cool. And maybe if, you're, if your parents hear this, they'll forgive you. Maybe not. <laughs> So what else? So you okay. were you were trying to say? That, let's get back to what you were saying about me. We were talking about connections, weren't we? Mm-hmm. And we and and the things that we hide in order to stay connected because we think, like we think, that our messy parts are much messier than everyone else's, mm-hmm. and usually that's not true. No. And that we think that like our dark secrets are worse, and that. You know, basically that deep down inside, we've got this bad stuff. And if people saw it, they wouldn't want to be our friends. And so we put it away and we get really nervous about things like your kids behaving when you're in the grocery store. Like Mm -hmm. that's one. Mm -hmm. Or your weight. Like that's one that women are just inundated with. Mm -hmm. Um, But we have to act like we don't care. I'm trying... I'm trying to get to another place in my life. It's not, not, not I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. But this whole idea of being as authentic as I can be, mm-hmm. and sometimes realizing that some of the stories that I might be ashamed of, mm-hmm. by telling those stories, it could help someone else. Yeah. 
I've, I've learned that I've had to I've learned that by having a child and lear- knowing that some of the stories that I have can help him. Mm-hmm. And I've had similar. I noticed that having kids made me able to stand up for things that I might not have stood up for before. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I would have stood up for stuff whether I had kids or not, but. I was less willing to tolerate bullshit on their behalf than I am on my behalf. Uh What you were talking about is authenticity. Yeah. Like being able to be authentic. And Judy Jordan, Judith V. Jordan, if you're doing like a Google Scholar search, is going to do one of our breakout sessions in our summit on Friday. And her topic, she's one of the founding scholars of relational cultural theory and her topic is going to be authenticity in an age of celebrity huh yeah it's like a dream it's like this whole thing is like a dream come true that's for pretty, me that's like pretty i get incredible. so geeked out okay you know she's someone whose books i've read and like poured mm. over and underlined and pulled out quotes and like written in the margins is she african-american no that's marine okay you're thinking of marine who was here last year yeah, no, I, I, I feel the, the only reason I asked that is because that's kind of a, a that's kind of a trend too, being authentically. I can't talk today. I, I need some being models. authentically African American. Yeah. To become a celebrity, you don't have to dilute your African Americanness. Oh. You see that with a Jay Z or a Beyonce, whereas you didn't see that with a Whitney Houston or a. Oh right. Uh, you know they they felt compromised like they could not be who they were yeah and you're seeing more and more african americans just embrace who they are that's wonderful it it, it is if 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 more and more children this next generation sees that Mm -hmm. and and no everyone doesn't accept you as as you are maybe i've been more authentic because uh because of business. I know that sounds weird. How does weird. business make you more authentic? Yeah, in, tell in me more. In the sense that um, too many people try to blend in. They want to be the same. They want to be... I think too many people try to get everyone to like them. Mm-hmm. And that can come across as being fake. Yeah. And Because it is. Because it is fake. <laughs> yeah. And I would rather be myself and work with people that I like and people that like me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I'm not trying to get 100% of the population to talk to Griffin Realty or talk to our company. I just need a percentage of one. Yeah. Does that make sense? So I, I can be who I am. Because a lot of people say, well, you know, you did you say that? Why did you say that? Why did you... People are going to dislike you. Did you say you. that out loud, Don? Did you say that out loud? Like, people are going to dislike you. You know, you've, you've posted too much anti-Trump Trump things. And I'm like, but if they like him, I really don't, I don't really want them in my car. I mean, I'm just being yeah. honest. I think when you're yourself, you not only enjoy who you are as a person, mm-hmm. people enjoy you. I mean, the people that are going to like you enjoy you. And I think... Uh, you end up making more money. Can I say that? <laughs> I you you sure can. I did. Okay. So um well Did I mess you we'll up? We'll be on... like the first 
really rich nonprofit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't feel like it's really in the stars for me. But it wasn't um, Judy who told me the title. It, it's another woman named Jane who who's working with them to create this new nonprofit called the International Center for Growth and Connection. ICGC. Okay. And they'll have a website and these people that like you can you can't see through the podcast, but I'm completely She's smiling. I mean giddy. she's glowing. <laughs> that I have just admired my whole professional life said and you can be, you know, like a sister organization. What? Yeah. You're kidding me. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So I was so excited. And um, and they're all pitching in and helping with our summit. That's exciting. And the authenticity thing was sort of a response to this. We really like Trump because he's so authentic. And what this, what this, what Jane said this morning was, well, if he were really being authentic, he'd be in the fetal position on the ground weeping because that's what's really going on. There's, you know, you can't be like that without having pain. It's just another way of expressing it. It's an extremely unfortunate way of expressing so you're, it. So you're basically saying that our country is facing all this because someone didn't hug him. Someone just <laughs> needs to hug Trump is what you're saying. Not now. No, I, <laughs> not, like, I'm not saying hug if him I now. If I see him in a fetal position, I'm going to kick him. <laughs> like if he were crying, if he was like weeping in front of you in the fetal position... Do you know how many children are weeping in cages yeah. right now? Yeah. Do you know how many people are children and people are are are, are who is who are trying to escape a, a hurricane mm. condition? Are, oh my God! Are the now Bahamas. being? I mean, just I mean, oh, don't we? Yeah. Okay, we we got a podcast to do. I don't want to cry. Yeah, that's it's so. If when we start talking about it, it is just if we could just. If we went down the list of all the people that are hurting because of these decisions, sorry, didn't no, mean to get off the subject. that's okay. Wow, it went downhill fast. It did, it's not downhill. It's still positive. No. Let's well, go so, back to okay. talking about what what so, these ladies. So <laughs> let's talk about these ladies. <laughs> let's talk about these cool ladies <laughs> that are gonna help us save our town. <laughs> well, shoot. Um. Letting your, like, immature, selfish self drive. Like, that part that thinks before you think, you know, that is like, oh, that guy cut me off, I want to rear-end him. But mm -hmm. you don't rear-end him because you're a grown-up. Hmm. Right? Yeah, I guess I got to work on these things. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little bit of me, that in me still. <laughs> so, so, that kind of authenticity that I can't pronounce is where you go ahead and rear-end him. Or, like, like Trump. Like, where you get on the phone at four in the morning and you tweet out a shitstorm. Judy's going to talk about that. And okay. I'm really, really excited. And Amy Banks, who wrote Wired to Connect and has a blog at Psychology Today. And she's going to talk about the neurobiology of relationships. Okay. Toward the end of the day. Connie Gunderson, who is... Connie Gun... Really? Do you know someone named that? No. But it, you're so excited about it, I want to be excited about it, too. Yeah. Because this sounds like the Super Bowl for 
It is. I'm people. like listing my. <laughs> it's just super my all, The all star lineup. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. I'm going to have to actually read about this stuff before I meet her. <laughs> so she has done. She has these modules, transforming community. That's what they're called, and they are based on relational cultural theory and human rights theory. And it's basically a semester course that you can teach that is um, combining those two things on helping welcome refugees. And she just wants to get it out there. Like, it's free. Huh. Um, so she's going to talk about that during one of our breakout sessions. Now, can her theories be applied to community in general, though? I think anytime you can look at relational cultural theory being applied in a real life situation you can take that and apply it to another real life situation okay so the other thing we were talking about this morning um when i was having this phone conference um she was asking about like the story of the bloomington center for connection and how how we came to be and like what we do and i was trying to think of like what makes what makes this keep going I was talking about Marianne Macklin, who was on our show mm -hmm. two shows ago. Gosh. Two shows. And how she said yes. When I, when I asked her to be on the board, it was just for practice. Like, I thought for sure she was going <laughs> to oh say gosh. no. But I thought she was a really safe person, and I could experience that rejection from her. And then process, she'd probably even process it with me afterward. Mm -hmm. And then I would know how to handle it moving forward. And we got swept up in this conversation about creating a community using relational cultural ideals and not like a hierarchical competitive system. And when I asked her, she said, yes. She like sort of, yes, and like put her arms up in the middle of Barnes and Noble. It was so exciting. Maybe she didn't really put them up. Maybe I just added that in my memory. It's possible. I think I, think I was there. <laughs> You remember, were not there. I was, I was on the other side of Barnes and Noble. I was like, why is Marianne Macklin putting her hands up like someone scored a touchdown? It was a touchdown. And move. then I, yeah. I noticed that you were standing next to her. Yeah. I didn't say anything until now. <laughs> but. But I was, you know, because I was thinking about all the different <clears throat> people that, that help with this. Mm -hmm. And, and we have, uh. Like one board member who's really good at teasing out what matters. Like he asks the best questions. And as I was telling this person this morning, I'm like, and I always knew that I wanted to work with Connie, the other board member, because we've been doing this for years. Mm -hmm. But Marianne was the first one that I invited on and she said yes. And when I think of what she brings to it, I think she brings the faith in humanity that is required to do RCT. Like, I think that's the part that, that we stumble on when we're trying to explain relational cultural theory, and we stumble a lot. We make it sound esoteric and... But some people do have done it like in their daily life without knowing what they were doing. Yes! Like her. She... she the stories that she was talking about. She was doing it. She was yeah. doing it before she knew what, that there's a name to it. It's that I can 
talk to her and know that that it's important not because of it being popular or not popular or getting a lot of people or just a few people it's important because it like it carries with it a hope and we need that hope right now like we're hurting for hope yes we are like we're cynical and tired and sniping at each other and relational cultural theory is this set of concepts and ways of being that can connect us and give us that hope and i said marianne brings that that like inspiration piece yeah you've got you've got a lot of good people on your team yeah What'd you learn last week? Um, so it was pointed out that, and this is sort of where I was going with the authenticity at the very beginning too. Okay. Don, you're, you're moderate. What? Moderate. I'm moderate. Yeah. I'm not moderate. I've been told that I'm You've been moderate. told that you're moderate. I've been told that I am a black person too close to power. Which, in in some respects, says Uncle Tom. You know what? Here's the thing: if I was a moderate, so what? Well, I've I'm been... not a moderate. I, I don't think I am, but I am a I am a, a think a, a person that likes to think from every side. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to say there's good people on all sides because that's we know that's not true. That's there not are, true. There are right. definitely sides that are there's not some good. Shitty people. If if you've listened to these podcasts. And you've listened to where I've been. There's no way that you could actually believe that. Yeah. Look, if if I concentrated just on half the things that have happened to me in this town or in my life, then I would go raving mad, and I would hate <laughs> everybody. That's not who I am, and that doesn't change. If if I focused on that, that doesn't help change things for the next generation. I'm trying to make this place a better place for my son or my grandchild and yours and everyone else's. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Bloomington's perfect by any means. Right. We have some work. We have some work, but, you know, damn it. Instead of complaining about the problems and asking someone to help with the problems. Sometimes you have to be that person or one of those people that says, okay, let's try to fix it. Let's stop asking others to take care of it. Because if you, if you ask for others to take care of it, or you, even if you ask permission to be in a place, a safe place, then then you never get invited anywhere. I mean, it's just it, it, society is racist. It's if we didn't do if someone didn't do anything before, we'd still be where we were at. I so mean, you're we, saying, don't ask permission, just show up. Yeah, I think so. And 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 I think you you don't do it just for yourself. You do it. You 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 have to think of it long term you have to think of it as as you're just the brick in this in in the wall for change yeah everyone can't do that though 
Everyone no. can't do that. Every that's that's not that's not every that's not for everyone. But someone does have to step out. And like Marianne Macklin was talking, she was talking about some sometimes there's people that walk away as a protest, and that's the way that they do it. They walk mm-hmm. away, or they, but then there's others that stay, and change things from within. And I've been on both sides of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've been on both sides. And maybe uh, there's a few instances where I'm on the inside right now. And 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 uh, if people don't know my history, maybe they think I'm always on the inside. Right now, I'm doing what is necessary. I'm, I'm, I'm playing this part. I'm doing what's necessary. Mm-hmm. And I know you pretty well. So I already see these things. Like, I see you. That's why I like hanging out with you. Yeah. But some of that talk, don't don't get me wrong, some of that talk, is, it's hurtful. Yeah. It hurts a lot. And, and one of the things that I wrestled with as I was thinking about this was, I, I, I briefly went to this place where I was like, oh my God, we said the wrong thing. We shouldn't do this because... It's impossible to do this without making people mad. And I, I, and I was not, you know, having a super duper day anyway. I have like life things happen too. And I was really worried about it. And, and when you and I talked and we talked about what we're doing, that this is really about our friendship Mm -hmm. and like how we look at things together and that there's no way that, that one black man could represent all of black bloomington because that would be crazy that would be like saying you represent all redheads <laughs> and that would be crazy it would be right crazy. and sort of a lie yeah about the red hair oh, about but, the red hair yeah um <laughs> <laughs> well you know it was red it was, was red when I've, I've seen it red yeah so <laughs> But that helped me calm down and get to where I could think, okay, because we have a a beautiful friendship, I would say. It is. And this, and how can we be authentic if we're worried about being who everybody wants us to be? Yeah. Way to bring it back around to the authenticity. And, and don't, don't think that I don't struggle. Don't think that I didn't wince. That's probably the reason why I do not listen to these podcasts after <laughs> we're through because I will beat myself up and I'll say, God, did I say that? Yeah, I, I do that. And I'm like, I'm I like, mean, about me, not about you. <laughs> like, but, I mean, but I can't, we can't do that. I mean, in this, it's, in this day and age, we got to be careful of looking at um, sound bites. Yeah. It's a it was 43 minute conversation, streams of us just talking, <laughs> right? Right. And actually it was longer than that because Kevin cut some of that out. He cut all my thinking pauses out. <laughs> he cut all the thinking. <laughs> so so you know, we we can't if if someone wants to look at and listen to what we said within 20 seconds or a minute you won't then, get the whole thing. You're not going to get the whole thing. Yeah. And you, you you can call me a moderate, but that's because you didn't hear, you didn't go back and listen yeah. to what I went through in 
middle school or high school or being pulled over. I mean, bullshit. It's bullshit to call me a yeah. moderate when my ass is still getting pulled over just like any other black man. Yeah. And that every time I look in my rearview mirror at a police officer, I'm sweating. I'm making sure that my seatbelt is on and that my, I mean, yeah. I drove like a, I think it's like a eight mile drive into town Sunday and there was a police car behind me for most of it, the time through going it through downtown mm -hmm. and someone pulled up next to me at a stoplight and was like, you don't have a license plate. And I was like, like, so then I'm like looking at the police in the back oh and God. like, I'm going to make a run for it. So I have to <laughs> turn in to get gas. But my point is I, nothing happened. Like, Oh, they would have, they like, would have had my ass. I would have been <laughs> on the hood first with handcuffs. Mm -hmm. And then they would have asked me, the questions yeah i mean I, I hate to go there but and and let's be honest because of my connections in you the did, sense yeah. and their and their connections that their connections that i've made okay i mean and, and I'm, I'm local i've been here forever I, i'm not gonna lie and and act like um that that maybe it's a lot it's a hell of a lot easier for me to get out of getting a ticket than another african-american because right. I, I think about, or... I, I think about that. I think about uh, like w if I didn't know the if if my name wasn't on a sign or what it, you you understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying or or if there wasn't someone that knew me, what happens to the other folks? So, our next podcast won't be for a while. It won't. It'll be in. A very long time because I have all the time in the world to get ready for this summit. It is not nearly almost here. Plenty of time What's to get day? ready. Next Thursday. What month? September <laughs> 19th. Oh my God, it's <laughs> September now. Yeah. Okay, you got a lot to go. You got a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah, okay. But on the last day of the summit... We're going to be at your building. At 735 South old, College Avenue. It, it, you you are the one who has it. So that's, you yes, know. that's Griffin Realty okay. Building. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a question, was it? I'm sorry. And um, the old Jiffy Lube across from Kroger, um, which is so much fun. And we'll be doing the live podcast recording there. People can ask their questions. If they're Does that nice. make you nervous? If they're nice. If they're nice. I I bet they'll be good questions. Okay. People, it's questions about what happens over the weekend. And, and I think it's possible that um, LaShawn and Dolores will help us out. Maybe they'll answer some questions. I hope too. I'm good. I hope you guys just don't kick me out of your whole feel-good movement. You're not going to get kicked out. I might. No, you're not going to get kicked out because... Disconnection is a part of the process. Oh, that's the only reason I'm no, getting to say. No, you're twisting my <laughs> that's words. The only reason you're taking I'm a sound bite and twisting it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that if it happened, you wouldn't have to worry about it because we're committed to working on it. Like we'd want to talk about it, right? Because sure. we're friends. Yes. 
so I'd be like, Don, we have to talk about this because my feelings got really hurt when you said this thing. Oh, I'm not going to hurt your feelings. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm Uh, just saying. We'd come back around. Okay. All right. Sounds like it's going to be a long show. Yeah. So come back around and you can get day passes to for Sunday. Okay. If you want just to come to Sunday, but really you should come to whatever you can. Come to it all. Because we're going to have food too, right? Yeah. There's going to be food. That's we, all I can say. That's all. It, it could be. Who knows? I don't know. food it'll be. Yeah. Okay. Could be some egos across yes, the street. Yes, it might be a bunch of egos from Kroger. Oh my God. Please, Krogers, if you're listening. Give us egos. Give us egos. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for talking, Don. Thanks for the friendship. uh, Thank you for your friendship. This episode of My Racist Friend is a production of the Bloomington Center for Connection, an organization using relational cultural theory to promote social change through connection. This conversation between Don Griffin Jr. and Amy McKeese, LCSW, was recorded on Tuesday, September 10th, 2019, and edited for this podcast by Kevin McKeese. Theme music lovingly sampled from Your Racist Friend by They Might Be Giants. Join the BCC on September 19th through the 22nd for the second annual Relational Summit, Learning Together, hosted here in Bloomington, Indiana. For more details, follow the Bloomington Center for Connection on Facebook and other social media platforms. You and your racist friend. Amygdalic. I can never say it. The amygdala. Ick. What? <laughs> um, amygdalic. I can't say That's it. fine, because I couldn't say... Uh, amygdala. I couldn't say authentic. So <laughs> okay. that's, that's fine. All right, so we're even.